John Fisher showed his face in public, so you know things are going great for the relocation efforts. Uh, so we're going to talk about uh, Dave Cavill and John Fisher going to Las Vegas to plead their case with lawmakers. And then a little bit later, we'll talk about the 4 p.m. proposed start times if they do move to Las Vegas. And we're going to wrap up today's episode with a bold prediction for the upcoming road trip today on Locked on A's. You are Locked on A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 579 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's show, I still didn't update the graphic. That's my bad. <laughs> on today's show, we're going to be talking about John Fisher and Dave Cavill going to Las Vegas and seemingly pleading their cases to get some votes for this ballpark bill, SB 509, to be passed. Uh, we're going to talk about all that. There's also a tweet from Vital Vegas that says that maybe it's already agreed to we will we'll go over everything in the first segment today and then uh we'll we'll be going over the the 4 p.m start times that the la times is recording uh, re reporting uh because that's that's wild why would you why we're gonna go over some of the pluses and minuses of that i'm gonna ask some actual questions to nevada, nevada residents because um it seems like maybe it could work because i, I have a different uh, point of view from regular people i would guess uh, and then we're going to wrap up today with a bold prediction for the road trip coming up for the oakland days we're going to talk about uh you know baseball on the field a little bit so that's what we got coming up for you guys today but before we get into anything today's episode is brought to you by game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off of your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed that's a pretty good guarantee you guys uh, also thank you so much for making locked on is your first listen of the day we are free and available on all platforms including on YouTube. So make sure if you're already on YouTube, check out the, the new template, uh, the, the new graphic profile that we got going on. It changes some, it's supposed to change. It hasn't, that's my bad. Uh, but make sure to subscribe and you can see all the, all the changes that happen with the graphics when that does happen. Uh, and also make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media, on Lockdown A's, on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news insight and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. It's at inside the A's. But let's talk a little bit about this little trip that John Fisher and Dave Cavill made. Um, it kind of came out of nowhere to a lot of us, but then if you uh, go back a little bit, Tabitha Mueller said that it was going to, that they were going to be meeting with lawmakers on Wednesday. So was it planned? Yes. Would they have canceled if they felt good about the proposition? Probably. It. They don't really show their faces. They didn't show their face uh, two lawmakers when asking for $385 million in public funding for their ballpark project on Monday. They, they they weren't there. They didn't call. They didn't do anything to help support this thing. So it was weird. It, it was noticeable and reported a lot uh, by local media in Las Vegas or in Nevada. And uh, so they, they, they showed their faces. And I wrote an article about it. I, I posted this picture. Um, and this is them meeting with lawmakers. Obviously, you see Dave Cavill there uh, on the right-hand side in the green tie. The guy, the biggest guy in, in the picture is uh, John Fisher, 
who is wearing a suit that is not befitting of a billionaire. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that's what he looks like. Also, that's that's definitely John Fisher. Um, so they they were there in Nevada. And I I zoomed in on the image and tweeted out from Locked On A's. I'm like, does it look like does it look like they're getting good news? Because uh, they are both like basically channeling, trying to keep all of their anger inside of their bodies. Uh, Dave Cavill, I think, is like pursing his lips because he's just filled with rage. Uh, or maybe that's just how he looks when he's trying to be attentive. I don't know, but that's the picture that circulated A's Twitter a lot, and it was. Uh, we, we had some fun with that one. So check out A's Twitter, I guess. <laughs> Not at Athletics. I mean, like fans. Because uh, at Athletics is being uh, professional. Uh, for now, we'll, we'll see if that changes uh, once, you know, jobs are at stake. But uh, good, good times on that front. Um, and I, I also tweeted out from Locked on A's that it doesn't feel like they would go to Vegas if they felt confident about the votes. That they needed to show up to be like, to... to figure out what needed to be done in this bill, whether or not that is to help with the homelessness situation uh, in Nevada or help provide a little bit more funding for schools or something like that. This is speculation. This has not been recorded. But um, if you listen to the meeting on Monday, there were, there were a lot of teachers that called and said, hey, things are dire uh, for you know Nevada schools right now. How about we use the money for us? Because we ha have too many kids in our classrooms. Teachers are leaving because we're not being paid well enough. Why don't we help us? And so maybe they're trying to work the A's into helping fund schools to help with communities. There was also some, uh, you know, questions from legislators and lawmakers um, saying that they wanted, uh, you know, just better community programs presented by the A's. And they were like, oh, well, there's this homelessness one. But that's self-serving, I think, because uh, it cleans up the area surrounding the ballpark. And also it money only goes into that fund if the project is doing like better than expected. And uh, so I, I, I don't know that there will be money going into that project. Uh, so maybe they're looking for better reassurances so that the public's not, whatever happened, we don't know what it is yet. So that's, that's something, but uh, a little bit later in the night, roughly nine 30, I believe is the timestamp on this one. Vital Vegas, who's been fairly uh, accurate with, a lot of their tweets, uh, they said that, you know, the A's would just wait until the 11th hour to propose a bill and then try and just push it through with a, a, a quick timeline. That's the big one that I remember from them. But uh, they tweeted this one out and it says rumblings are A's deal approved $380 million uh, public funding, presumably A's to contribute $1.1 It says we'll take the under. Uh, one source unconfirmed. So that is... That is a tweet that went around and uh, some people are taking it as fact. It, it says like, Hey, this is what I'm hearing. It's not confirmed. It's one source. And you know, as, as a non-reporter, uh, I know that you need at least two, you want as many sources as possible. So it's not a confirmed report yet, but that is something that they felt comfortable enough reporting on one source or, you know, tweeting out on one source. So maybe there is a deal already struck. Maybe Dave Cavill and John Fisher got that deal done. Um, but hey, we'll we'll see, I guess, in the coming days. Don't announce it on Friday. It's my birthday. 
I that's the only thing that I don't want. My wife keeps asking what I want to do. I'm like, I don't want the A's to have a Las Vegas deal for my birthday. That's what I want this year. So uh, announce it today. Announce it on Saturday. I don't care. Just not on Friday, please. <laughs> As a lifelong A's fan, don't do that. Um, or just announce tomorrow. If you want to make an announcement tomorrow, say that you're coming back to Oakland and that would be the best birthday present. Do that one. Do, do that one. <laughs> so obviously, uh, things look like they're heading in the Vegas way, but the fact that it hasn't been voted on yet, uh, partially that is because, uh, the lawmakers and the governor, Joe Lombardo were having a, a standoff over the, the, um, the, the budget, that's the word, the budget. Uh, they, they needed to come to terms with a, a budget. And it seems like they did at the, the last minute there. And so now they can start going through and, uh, you know, going about their business again. So that's unfortunate. <laughs> Nevada has a budget, dang it. Um, so now they can see how much money they do have to spend on projects such as this or Jer uh, Jeremy Renner's thing. And uh, that's also being talked about in Las Vegas for, you know, uh, film funding or tax breaks or something. I don't know. I can only keep up with so much Vegas politics or Nevada politics. Uh, so that is what's going on so far. Uh, they went to Vegas. It's one, one source is saying that the deal got struck. Uh, that has not been reported by the Nevada independent or even the Las Vegas review journal, uh, Fox five. It hasn't reported that. So that is one place that has said it. We will see what happens. Also, uh, the A's, well, I guess the city of Oakland uh, updated their frequently asked questions about the Howard Terminal project. And there's some good shade in there. So if you want some reading, uh, go go over to that. Um, also, this is basically the timeline that we are working with now. Um, that obviously, Battle Vegas has the, the one unconfirmed thing, but um, saying say that the deal has been struck. But it's also a little bit vague. Like, what deal? Is it the full deal? Like, they have votes in every chamber that they need to get the votes in? Or is it to get it out of the first chamber? Like, what, 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 I guess, is the question there. Um, and so, it, it's not a, right? we, we don't know. It was a little bit vague. So, I'm still kind of like, hey, well, maybe it's just the first, uh, they, they got they to pass Senate finance and then we move forward and see what needs to happen there. But um, I thought that these were in, you know, informative tweets by uh, Selena LaRue Hatch. She is a Congresswoman from district 25, I believe um, she says, if the fill, if the bill follows normal course, it will be voted on in the Senate, uh, Senate finance first, which requires five out of eight votes. Then it has to be voted out of the Senate, which requires 11 out of 21 votes. Then assembly ways and means, which requires eight of 14 votes and then there's one more. Uh, finally, it will be sent to uh, assembly that it's her house, uh, which requires 22 of 42 votes. So that is the timeline that we are currently working with on this getting onto the desk of Joe Lombardo. If it gets to the desk of Joe Lombardo, it is going to be signed. That's not a question. He has been uh, people from his transition team were literally representing the A's and answering their questions and giving a PowerPoint presentation on this project. So I'm pretty sure Joe Lombardo's like, full in on this. Um, but then uh, there's also the, it, it, even if it gets to that point, there's still the, that one pipe dream of a hope here that, well, well, I guess there's two. What One, John Fisher changes his mind because he does that sometimes. And the second one being uh, they, uh, Jeremy uh, Aguero. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm just going to stop saying his name. Jeremy said uh, <laughs> that uh, he wasn't sure 
if Major League Baseball would waive the relocation fee and that he, he also mentioned that it would be $300 million, even if it's $300 million as opposed to the reported $500 million that we've been hearing, uh, that's, a, that's a big extra uh, expenditure for John Fisher, who's asking for $380 million for this project to, they need the 380 for this to succeed. And now if you added almost that exact same amount, just a little bit less, uh, to this project, could he still do it in Las Vegas? Or would he have to go back to Oakland, tail between his legs, and be like, all right, this is what we're doing now. So that's that's the pipe dream, is owners are probably going to approve relocation. That's pro- that's not really a question. But whether or not that relocation fee is waived, that could be a question. They could approve relocation, but still want the fee, in, in which would, in fact, probably block relocation. So... We'll see what happens there. Uh, it, it's all very, very interesting, but we're going to talk a little bit about 4 p.m. start times. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Um, buying tickets for events is not always the easiest thing. And one thing that I, well, I like to, I, I like a lot of things about Game Time, but one thing that I like is that you can see what, what the vantage points from the seats that you're looking at will be for the event that you are going to, and that is awesome. They also have uh, a, a filter there where you can see exactly how much the tickets are going to cost. It's not going to be like some other ticket sites where you, you get to check out and it's like, wow, it's double the, the price that I was expecting. No, no, Game Time takes out the guesswork on that one, and I really honestly appreciate that because buying tickets to your favorite events should not be stressful. They have flash deals and last-minute tickets. You can go day of and go find tickets to whatever you're looking for, and it's just a great time. You, you don't have to plan months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right now up to the day of the event, and you can get exclusive deals for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. It's just a fantastic way to just go buy tickets. Uh, there's, there's a certain event coming up in Oakland on June 13th. If you want to buy some tickets, why not try out some game time action? Because when you download the game time app, you can create an account and use code locked on MLB for $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. What an app, you guys. What what a great, great app. Um, Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. I'm your host, Notice Baseball fan, Jason Burke. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for making Locked On Ace your first listen of the day. We're free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. Make sure to check us out on social media, at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way whenever A's news happens. That's Inside the A's. But let's talk a little bit. I got some quick thoughts on the 4 p.m. start times that Bill Shaken of uh, the LA Times has been reporting. Um, This is something that he heard from John Fisher that, hey, if we move to Vegas, maybe we'll do 4 p.m. start times to make it uh, better for the people that don't live in Las Vegas, the tourists that are coming in so that we're not like, hey, you have to choose between us and the show that you came here to probably actually see. You don't have to choose between us and Britney Spears or us and the killers. You, You can come see a baseball game and then go to that show. You, you can do that now because of a 4 p.m. start time, which is wild. You're basically competing with the Yankees, I guess, which I think there's a decent amount of Yankees fans there. Uh, it could also be a way to 
not compete against the team that is actually beloved in Las Vegas currently, and that's the Los Angeles Dodgers, who start their games at seven. So maybe that's the play here is to try and not compete with the team that that the home the home fans actually enjoy. Um, we'll see. Uh, also, at the games on Monday and Tuesday, there was a lot of Atlanta fans there, and I was like, "This is what it's going to be like uh, at games in Las Vegas if they if they move." Uh, because you could not tell what was going on on the field by sound because it could be good or bad because there was a lot of Braves fans there. Um, and so just thought that was an interesting point. Anyways, uh, basically, if you are a Nevada resident, is it d- does that work for your schedule, I guess, is my first question. Because um, as somebody who worked in the restaurant industry for 20 years, I know that I had uh, different hours than regular people. I didn't have a nine to five. And I know that Las Vegas, they, everything about Las Vegas, you throw out the window with uh, with other cities. It, Las Vegas is its own entity. And like how, how much of the workforce is in the casinos and in the attractions around the strip? Um, that I guess that's my main question is, are there enough people there that have, odd work hours where they could go to a game and then like go to work or something like that um, because they don't work nine to five. Is that something that could happen? Um, maybe I'm sure. Th- I think census data just came out. Uh, I don't know if that's in the census or you could find that on the census website, but just from a, like a being on the ground in Nevada, if there are Nevada residents listening to this, does that work? That's a question that I have for you guys. Um, is, is, the workforce mostly like casino workers uh, that work non-traditional hours, or is it like also a bunch of teachers and you know lawyers? Obviously, uh, Jeremy's going to be going to a lot of these because he's a lawyer <laughs> and an economist and all the um, or are all the locals that are going to be going to these games going to be gifted free tickets from casinos because the casinos bought all the tickets? Like, what? I, I'm not sure how. They're going to be getting to this 70% capacity, not 70% capacity, but they want to get to uh, 28,000 people per game with 70% of those being fans that live in Las Vegas. They want 70% local participation at this ballpark day in, day out. I don't know that you can do that uh, with the 4 p.m. start times. I don't know that locals necessarily need to go to the other shows and attractions around Las Vegas, they can go to those whenever they want. So the 4 p.m. thing, if you're relying on, it, it seems weird to cater to the 30% of the tourist population here, but maybe you're trying to get more of, you're trying to get to that 30% by having the 4 p.m. start time because you're like, oh, well, we'd have to go to either the game or the show, and now you can do both. Uh, and maybe that is a way to get to that 30% and then, We'll see what happens with the seventy percent that you're expecting from the locals. It's it, it's an odd, it's an odd, I don't know, proposition on this one. Um, but let me know if that would work for you in Vegas. Um, it also could lessen the traffic in the area. It is a very very busy intersection, probably one of the busier ones in the country. And so, could being there before all the shows start at four or 3.30 if you show up slightly early. Uh, could that be a better time to show up? I, I don't know the answer to that question because uh, I, I 
have not participated. I walked around the strip when I went to Vegas. I did not drive anywhere. Um, it was great. But the heat would also be worse at four o'clock from four to seven or four to six thirty. The heat, it's going to be hotter walking to the ballpark. Um, man, man, you could take the tunnel. It would be great. <laughs> as opposed to going seven to 10, which you get to be there as it cools off a little bit. Um, and so is that a, a trade-off that you would do? These are questions that I, I would ask myself if I was living there. I, I, I don't know. Would I go for it being a little bit hotter and then it cools down maybe, or it just gets, stays hot. Uh, and I don't know, but I'm intrigued by whether or not this actually happens. And also why is he proposing start times for games that are literally at best five years in the future? We get to talk to John Fisher finally. And he's like, Hey, have a 4 PM start times five years from now. Maybe come on, John. <laughs> he's a ridiculous person. He's a ridiculous person. Anyway, speaking of ridiculous, uh, I, I got a bold prediction and I kind of think it might happen because I'm buying in. The A's won two out of three against the Braves. I got a bold prediction coming up for this road trip. So stay locked in, you guys. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to subscribe where you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter. Check out Inside the A's for more A's news, insight, and analysis coming your way. Whenever A's news happens, it's at Inside the A's. Also, uh, the A's are off today on Thursday, but on Friday, they're going to be in Miami taking on the Marlins, and you can catch the hometown broadcast on the SiriusXM app. All you got to do is download the SXM app, search for athletics, and you can listen to Johnny and Ken and uh, whoever else happens to stop by. So download the SiriusXM app and listen to your A's live with the hometown broadcast. Uh, but let's get into this bold prediction that I, I came up with last night because I was looking at the teams and I was like, who are, who are the A's facing? They're facing the Marlins. Then they're going to be facing Pittsburgh. And then they're going to face Milwaukee. All three are on the road. But uh, none of these teams are like juggernauts right now. In the month of May, the Marlins were the best team. They were uh, a game below 500. So just taking current trends. And by the time they get to Milwaukee, obviously the trend will be two series different. That will be well into June by that point. But that's why we're making bold predictions now. Why not? Um, my bold prediction is that the A's will have a winning record on this road trip. A winning record on this road trip. The A's have won two series all season. I think that they're going to have a winning record. Yes, I know it sounds insane. I want to be excited about this team because they won two out of three against the Braves. And their pitching's been better. I think that their bullpen can be better when they're getting more innings from their starters and they don't have to cover seven innings a game. Uh, if they only have to cover three or four, you're looking a lot better. You're a lot more rested, a lot better situations, a lot more familiar situations for a lot of the guys in the bullpen. Also, Austin Pruitt, since he arrived, uh, the A's bullpen has really steadied at times. And so I like him. I like him. But let's start off with the Miami Marlins here. They went 13 and 14 in the month of May. Um, we're going to be facing, these will be facing some, some pretty good pitchers. You got uh, Cabrera, good pitcher, good pitcher. He has a 502 ERA. Then you got 
I believe the reigning Cy Young winner in the NL, uh, Sandy Alcantara. He has a 4.93 ERA this season. He hasn't been the same pitcher yet this season. Could he d- absolutely dominate the A's? Sure, he could, but he hasn't quite been the same guy this year. He's also not going to be a familiar face for the A's, and that that can go either way, honestly. Uh, and then they got Yuri Perez. I, yeah, Yuri Perez. Uh, he is he has a 2.84 ERA, but. And that's in look, four starts in the majors. He's thrown 19 innings in the majors. Uh, but he also has maxed out at five innings pitch. So you get to that bullpen. Hopefully you get to the bullpen one of the first couple of games too. And then you see what happens with that start. Um, they have a league average offense. I know that the A's are slightly worse than league average, but um, I, I'm kind of buying into Hogan Harris right now. He seemed... He, Allowed one hit against the Astros on Saturday. He was fantastic. So, uh, based off of what he just did, very on board. Uh, Luis Medina, I like him a lot. Paul Blackburn, he's been solid. He's made one start, but I think that he could be a steadying force. Uh, it's obviously just his second start back, but we'll see what happens there. I don't think that this is an easy season loss as people, you know, they just beat the Braves. The Braves are a good team. The Marlins are right there with them, but not necessarily as complete of a team, let's say. Um, So I I think that the A's might have a shot in that series. And then you go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is, uh, I believe, a 500 baseball team right now, roughly 500. Maybe they're a game above or below, but they're, they're good. But they started off really good. They were 29 in the month of April. So that means they went 7-18 and 18 in the month of May. The A's almost had that record last month. They also had it in, the, in May, but yeah, they played roughly the same uh, level of baseball as the A's in the month of May, but the A's won two out of three against the Braves. <laughs> so I'm going to keep pounding that one home. Uh, but the, the projected starters, according to the roster resource, you got Oviedo. He's been good. He has a 450 ERA, but also a 155 whip. He's going to allow guys on base. Can the A's get that big hit? That's the question in that game, potentially. Uh, Mitch Keller, he has a 301 ERA. He's been really good this year. So that's that might be a loss. That's the only one that I will concede on this road trip. And then you got, uh, that I believe he's a rookie, uh, Contreras. He's got a 433 ERA. Interesting. I'm, there's nobody that's going to overpower you, I don't think, except for Mitch Keller, potentially. Uh, and then that one, you got Sears, who's been awesome. He had a 2.94 ERA in the month of May. I like I, I like him. Uh, James Caprillion, he's been a lot better since he uh, his most recent call-up. And then you got Hogan Harris again. Again, on board. I think Hogan Harris can do good things. So we'll see what happens there. Maybe they take two out of three against Pittsburgh. Who hasn't been? They might be some high-scoring games. If the A's offense shows up, hey, we'll see what happens. And then you got Milwaukee. And this one could change drastically uh, by the time they get to Milwaukee for this third city and a three. They could also be just as exhausted from travel and all that stuff. There is a day off uh, on this road trip though. So that's nice. And also a day off today. So they get a couple of days off to rest their guys. And that's another reason why I think that this could go well. Uh, but Milwaukee went 11 and 16 in the month of May. They're not exactly just soaring right now. I think they're four and six in the last 10. Uh, they got, Adrian Hauser, he's got a 407 ERA. Julio Tehran, who is in the majors again, that they don't have a lot of uh, pitchers right now. They got, I think, Corbin Burns, who hasn't necessarily been Corbin Burns, and then everybody else is hurt. So that bodes well for the A's. I don't know what the timelines are. Maybe they'll all be back by the time 
the series rolls around, but that's where we are right now. And then they got a uh, Wandy Peralta, I believe it's Wandy Peralta, uh, 464 ERA. Uh, they've got some guys. Uh, Tehran uh, has a uh, 180 ERA and one start. He, he, he was good, but uh, in that series, it's going to be Medina, Blackburn, and Sears. I, I like that three, honestly, <laughs> to go against uh, the the Milwaukee Brewers, who have an 88 WRC plus on the season, the same level of offense as the Oakland A's. I'm intrigued. I'm honestly intrigued by this road trip. If you want to see some some wins, potentially, this would be the the week and a half to see it. And then when they come back, it's going to be that Tampa Bay series that has been circled on a lot of our calendars for a couple of months now. June 13th will be the second game that the A's play back at the Coliseum after this road trip. So uh, if you haven't gotten your tickets yet, go, go do that. Uh, I'll be there covering the game. If you see me around, let's talk. I'll be I'll be out of the booth doing some reporting because I'm media, and it'll be fun. So um, I, I look forward to seeing you guys at that. But, uh, yeah, I think that the A's have a shot at actually having a winning road trip against these three teams the way that they are currently playing. The first two months have been, wow, this team is the hottest that they'll be all season long. And now they get to face the A's. So that's not the case right now. I think that hopefully the baseball cops will be kind to them on this road trip. And maybe we can get back to respectability. I would love that. I would love to be back at respectable. Go. I'm, I'm not looking for them to sweep. I'm, go, I'm looking for like a five and four here. That's all that I'm looking for. And uh, that, that would be nice. That, that Those five wins. I granted they'd be, the, the Royals also play their games too, but. I think that the Royals also have like 17 wins. The A's currently have 12. If the A's won five games, they have as many Royal, uh, as many wins as the Royals do now. That would be great. So um, they're j- just catch the Royals, I guess, is my only objective this season. Just don't be the worst. Do like last year. Be the second worst. That'd be great. Uh, and also, it'd be a lot more fun this year because uh, they started off real bad. And then they could end up being kind of okay. So... Uh, Anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. I am planning to record uh, tomorrow for my birthday, so that should be fun. I just got to find out what I'm going to talk about um, because I I gave you my big, bold prediction already. Hopefully, there's not more Vegas news to talk about. Hopefully, we can just let that one. (laughs) 